Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. thing working? I can still hear the rain. Yep. It's still raining. You guys Should needed it. that, though. It's downpouring. It'll make it nice for opening weekend. Nice and green. Yep. Well, colorful. All the leaves are changing and shit. It's like real yeah, all tall. bars are all changing too. Are we oh, recording? We're recording. We're hot. Right. We're live. Again, one of yep. these things. Yep. Shit. <laughs> shit. Caught you off guard. Yeah, it is what it is. It's your boy East Coast Trev, and this is Steve. Fucking Steve. Steve, what you see is what you get, man. What you get, what you get, what you see. Yep. Man. So how are you, buddy? What's what's new in the hood? <laughs> Rain. <laughs> I heard. I can hear it. Yeah. Fucking shit's coming down. Yeah, we're we're getting slammed right now, but uh, you know what's good? Keep the food plots green, keep them coming up. They need it. it. And uh yeah, it's gonna pay off. Especially for a big opening day coming up this weekend. Yep. Get the old lady out there, get this buck on the ground. Get that bear in your freezer. We're hoping. Looking. We're hoping. It's going to happen, dude. It's going to happen. I can feel it here. I feel it. I'm into it. I'm all about it. I feel bad for old fucking Smokey. Yeah, well, he'll come out and only you can tell him to quit preventing forest fires. That's it. He's <laughs> going to get it. We're going to cut the Zeus loose. Uh, speaking of cutting the Zeus loose, Steve did a fantastic job on the 2020 um, Freezer Queen. Well, I'll, Thank you, all buddy. I did is cut and paste and move and change things around. You did the film yeah. work and actually I had to go kill the fucker and then deal with the shit afterwards. So I, I think the congrats part. goes to you. I think the work all begins when it's already on the ground. And, oh, it, yeah. you know, in the filming part, I mean, it's just it's just having that 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 thing rolling constantly, man. You always got to have that thing rolling. It sucks. Yeah, but, but I've almost got you to the point where you're well, I'll say on this video. You you filmed enough. I actually had to cut out shit. Yeah. So usually it's me going, dude, I need more. Yeah, I know. What's funny is when I had left in the morning, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to get my GoPro out of my backpack. I don't want to get my camera out of my backpack. I'm just going to do my brand-new handy-dandy iPhone. Boom. Done. So that kind of worked out, I guess. Yeah, aren't you greatest, glad you did? In the car. Yeah, it all it all tied together. It was fucking perfect. So I was pumped about that. So you guys can check that out on our YouTube page, The Outdoor Drive on YouTube. Um, there's also some other content on there that Steven had built, um, the broadside camo, which came out really badass with the um, the lighting and yeah, all the, that. The low light conditions. Every, and this has come up every time we've ever 
talked with someone or at the shows or anything, it's always the first thing that comes up is with the white that's in broadside camo, people are always concerned that you're going to silhouette or you're going to show in low light. So we sit down, I did two different time lapses, one fast, one really slow, and it disappears before the light in the sky does. So this was yeah. kind of a fact checker, let us prove the light transference conversation that Scott's had, and it did exactly as explained. So check that out if you don't believe us. It's, it's, it's totally incredible what that stuff actually does because you kind of get nervous about having the white, but it just it makes total sense. Um, I shot mine in the brown, yep. in the Versa white. Um, I, I've yet to take out the hoodie and the sender because it got so warm so fast again. We're back up to temp again. So you'll need it down here this weekend. I'm hoping, man. I'm, I got it all packed. All my stuff is all, all laid out, packed, crushed, um, and cleaned. So I'm absolutely excited. I got a new tote, um, to kind of put all my stuff in because I, I sent, I crushed my saddle, my sticks and my platform. Which then I found out is probably not a good idea, but <laughs> is that bad? I don't know. It's only one way to find out. When my lifeline fucking falls apart and I fall out of the tree. <laughs> so That's when? I, I did all my lines and everything last year and never had a problem. Okay. So I just figure it's fabric. It's got scent on it. I'm going to crush it. There's no elastic in there, so it can't break apart. Is that what breaks down is the yeah, elastic? It's the elastic that breaks down. Okay. So if it's fabric, rope, it shouldn't break down. One time, I guess it'll be fine, but I'm just not going to do it no more. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, but it is what it is. I did it one time. If I fall out of a tree, you guys all know why. So now everybody knows the reason why. <laughs> and if he does it right, he'll have it all on film. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so, um, Real cool week, man. It was, it was definitely fucking awesome. I... I it's kind of like a monkey off the back right now. Cause like my thing in the first couple of weeks is to just knock down a doe. Um, I chased bucks for a couple of days and it just didn't work out. So kind of things, the patterns kind of changed, the deer kind of moved. Um, so now to knock that down, has been nice. Yeah. Plus it gets oh. us on the board. Yeah. So I, I can sit back and go, I know people killing deer. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of people killing big deer right now. Oh yeah. Big fucking deer. <laughs> this year is on fire, man. It's nuts. I'm, I mean, so Chatterpillar's down in Ohio, just knocked down an absolute stud opening weekend. Their good friend Ryan from Managing Deer TV just knocked down an absolute fucking <laughs> hammer. Beast. I'm talking 200-inch on the ground. Uh, Zach Jacoby knocked down a 168-and-a-half-incher on the fucking ground. I'm talking some absolute slobs. And people got big big deer on camera um i'm i'm afraid you got big deer on camera no i don't no nope, no nope. trophy spikes only and button does but <laughs> nothing crazy here don't worry about what i got going on nobody needs to know if what you do don't know you don't fucking know there ain't no big deer on the east coast oh no 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 all we got around here man we got trophy spikes with drop tines I don't know if y'all ever seen that, but drop time, drop time spikes. Uh, that's all we got. We don't got shit up here. Don't worry about it. Stay home. So, but um, yeah, man. So it's cool. And knocked one down. 
Got enough food. Meat Fuck in the freezer. It. Knock the rust off. Whatevs, man. Well, big plans for this week, dude. I'm so excited. That's going to be fun, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I and think, I, like I, I said, we're going to have two firsts on opening day. I'm telling you right now. I'm calling it right now. Man. Kim is going to put down her first archery deer and her first archery buck all at the same time because these deer are consistently on the big time plot every evening and well within 20 yards of the blind. And little old Yogi has been making daily appearances. Well, so you're going to get it. Yeah, you, we're going to put you up in that stand where I've got that bruiser three years ago, and uh, I'm going to let you cut the Zeus loose and knock out another first, get you that first black bear. It's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah. Two first I, in one day. I hope so, man. I hope Kim knocks that, that buck down. I really do. That's a cool buck. It's definitely well-deserved. I'm, I'm hoping that we can all be there old fam and uh fucking all be together when this thing happens i really think it's gonna be awesome well i hope it works too while you're here because carrying out a buck and a bear off this mountainside i'm gonna need an extra hand (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it's gonna happen there's no question about it something's gonna happen we're gonna have a good weekend i'm really looking forward to it oh yeah yeah we're gonna have fun if nothing else the weather's gonna be great we're just gonna have a good time yeah and that's that's really all that matters, to be honest. Um, and then after that, I mean, we're home for a couple of weeks, and then it's off to fucking Ohio. So yep. it's it's coming close, man. The pre-rut rut is it's here. I think it's it's going to be here sooner than we think. Um, yeah, we're going to get up there, and we're going to have uh, what everyone would typically call rutcation, but uh, I'm going to call it kill camp. I, I believe firmly that it, we're not going up there chasing the rut. We're going up there chasing the kill. Yeah. So it's no question asked. And, and I hope that bones has one down before we even get up there. I hope you're um, right. You know, cause he'll be there for a while and I hope that he gets it down, man, gets it done. And has, you know, I mean, I want to be there when he kills it, to be honest, just so we can all be in the camaraderie of everyone being in deer camp together more than anything in the world. But I really hope that we're driving there and we get the phone call that he just smashed an absolute fucking hammer. And, uh, we're on our way down to go hang out with him. I really, I'm hoping, man. I, I really am. Yeah. I want to see him sweet. smash. It'd be nice to pull giant. up and be able to put hands on horns and realize that we're, we're walking into big, big buck country. Yeah. It's, it's, and then, you know, and then be in the rush to get back home. I'm hoping yeah. that we knock these things down and then we're back home in a matter yeah, of a couple. If, if we truck a few down in the first couple of days, that gives me time. I can fly back to Virginia and catch the first couple opening days of muzzleloader season, which traditionally down here is the middle of the hot part of the rut. So, kill yeah, the buck your there. rut would start off before all of ours. Yeah, yeah. We are we start seeing rut activity really down at hunt camp, particularly where we'll do it. Uh, we really see it from about the second through the thirteenth. Wow. That that's when it really pops off. So you get in there and you never know what you're gonna see. Oh, October? There. Yeah. No, no, November. Wow. Oh, November. Yeah. yeah, no, we'll see pre rut activity here probably from the twenty fifth on, at least up here on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's the same same here, man. Like we're we'll be full out action, rattling, grunting. 
the whole nine yards the last two weeks of October. Um, yeah. It's, it'll be fire. And then it's going to be straight fucking rutting and grunting uh, after that. So I'm hoping we knock one down in a couple of days and then we get back home and then it's, it's rut on again. Uh, I did this last year, man. I, I actually, I went up to, <laughs> oh shit, I'm wearing the fucking t-shirt. Yeah, there you um, go. I went up to Bone Bridal last year, and I missed out on like the primo supremo time of the season, and which is fine. It paid off really for care. you. Oh, it totally did, man. I I seen some giant bucks up there. I we had fucking time of our lives. Um, it was incredible. And then I came home. The wind was perfect, and I shot my buck. But it sucks because you look at your camera, man, and that pre-rut when everyone's looking for scrapes and everything like that, them deer are moving heavy, heavy, heavy. And I just, my camera was just fucking all over the place. There was deer everywhere. And this year running 12 spy points, I'm turning it off. I don't even want to see it while I'm gone because I will absolutely and utterly <laughs> lose my fucking mind while I'm gone. So it is what it is, but. Yeah, it's good shit though. We'll be all right. We're going to have fun. For sure, man. I'm I'm just glad. So our our fishing season here is October 10th turns to blackfish season, so dog season. So I'll be missing a good portion of it. My God, it's over. It's over, man. <laughs> Fucking over. God, I can only. Th- I'm just not on my mind. Like so, Seth would be like, Trev, what's wrong with you today? I go, I'm stuck on this fucking boat. And he's like, What do you mean? I said, It's deer killing time. I'm not used to this, bro. I'm not used to this working thing when during no deer season. Oh, we don't we don't work during deer season. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> it's a good upset. problem to have. <laughs> and then we add tog season into the mix, and I'm like, oh, ugh. That goes until November first. The rut is like maximized by that time. Yeah. I can't be on no boat. Yeah, you can have that. No. So. <laughs> And he keeps adding dates, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? Whatever. It is what it is. So Got to make that money somehow. Got to oh pay for God. all these expensive habits. It's all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, man. So I'm excited for the season, though. I really am. I, I see big things coming. and I'm really, I don't know. What do you think? You got any big target deer down there? Honestly? I don't I understand that. I didn't run cameras. I didn't run much of anything other than watching these deer for Kim and watching bears for you. I didn't run anything on my other properties. I didn't run cameras on public. Nothing. If You're just I'm, going into it. You're just having the fun of it. I, I'm going in for just the good old-fashioned woodsman. Can I go in there, put the story together as I see it, get in a tree based on what I think looks good, and make something happen? about it man i i think that's awesome bro i've done that in past years not last year the year before i did that man just no scouting just just hunting just enjoying it because you never know what's going to come around the corner and just just kind of that unveiled the storyline yeah last year i i put so much stock into trail cameras and photos and trying to plan out and map patterns and all this other shit and yeah it would have worked the circumstance on my target buck was shitty. It ended up getting whacked out from underneath me as I was in the stand watching it come in. Uh, that's a different story for another day. And I realized that, you know, I'd spent so much freaking time 
living off of what I saw on the cameras and what I thought I could do, I completely forgot to go in and just hunt. So this year that that's really the thing like Ohio, you know, we have a couple of pictures to go off of and some, some local Intel, but we're going in blind. So we're going in hunting the fresh sign and just trying to find what we can. And I'm just going to do it here in Virginia the whole time in one in preparation for Ohio and two, just to bring back that sense of a natural hunt, you know, the old fashioned way. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it's all about, especially going to the public and, and, and in a place that's like the land of the giants. Right. So like, as we would all think that's the middle Eastern, right? So that's like half Midwest, half East. And there's just giants there. Like that's that cusk of that line to absolute slobville. And you never know what the fuck is going to turn the corner, and especially during the rut. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really the thing is just go in there and, and just go get it. I know my grandpa and, the rest of the family growing up shit no one ran a trail cam no one did that shit they went in and they knew what the deer did they knew what the elk did and you just worked based on historical knowledge of behavior and you went in and you killed shit it's so funny is so the guys that i kind of look up to and and hunting and i've kind of had a lot of things handed down to me from friends they're friends they're you know not family but people that you know hunt camp and a lot of the areas where I hunt and stuff locally around here are old timers and literally, man, they don't, they're just woodsmen. They, they don't, they don't run trail cameras. They don't, you know, they don't, they just, they just, they hike the mountains, they understand the sign and they see the deer constantly because they're always in there or they're always, you know, running the roads or whatever case may be. Um, and they literally, a lot of the times they'll be like, oh, they're moving in over here. They're, they, you know, they're constantly going to the fields and so on and so forth. And they'll be like, oh, there's a big chocolate horned over here. There's a big temple over here. Or there's this or that, or there's a non-typical. And they're, they're just in the woods constantly on these dirt roads. And they're, they know that these deer are running into these fields. And right. it's just that old style fucking woodsmanship. And the thing is, like we had talked about on the last podcast, we come to the same exact X with all of our modern technology of, of um, scouting as old woodsmen used to do with the work that they put in. Yeah. Every time you get to that spot and you go, this is the spot. And then you look up and there's a six, a 60 year old wooden tree stand stuck up in a tree that's fallen apart and deranged because they couldn't hunt it no more. And they just let it go. Yeah. They knew where to go without all the technology. And that's, and that's one of those things. It's like, it's crazy to me that these guys like will be mind boggled by looking at maps and this and that. And you know, it's a lot of fucking work. Could you imagine what they had to go through with no maps? No, it's it's, just boots on the ground. It's almost worth it though. Cause when you do talk to these old timers and you start explaining to them that, Hey, I'm doing this. And I looked at this and, you know, on X and Google maps and this and that, and they look at you like, are you hunting? Are you a cartographer? Yeah, exactly. You know, are you a map studier expert or are you just going to go out there and figure out where the damn deer is and kill it? Right. So, and we're worried about scent and walking through the woods and this and that. And these guys are killing just as, just as big, if not bigger deer than we do. Yeah. More consistently. It's nuts. So. Man. And it, it, you have to learn from those old timers. Like if you're not like my dad would always say when I would hang around like the gun club or, or if I would, you know, go shooting or if I was on deer drives or whatever. And my pops would always tell me, he'd be like, um, he'd say, God gave you two ears and one mouth so that you listen twice as much as you talk. And, yep. and that's something that 
I honestly live by because when you're around some of these people and, and knowledgeable people, man, you just sit back, shut the fuck up and listen because the education that you're going to get by these guys who have completely built their lives around being in these places, they're going to teach you more than you've ever learned in your entire life. Right. In a matter of an hour of having a conversation. And the thing is, this is the thing too. They don't, they don't, they don't mind slipping up because to them, they don't, like us, like we, we live in this world of like, don't tell anybody where you're hunting. Don't tell anybody where you're fishing, those haunting spots, those fishing spots. Them old timers, bro, they slip that stuff. It slips by their lips every single time. See you know that old oak tree up there on the knoll? There's all the big deer come right by that tree. And they're going to tell you every single time because they get so excited and they want you to know, you know, so you got to oh, really yeah. listen to what they have to say. Well, and that's, that's one difference from their generation to us. That's why they had so many more hunters. And you don't see the decline back then that you do now. People shared information. People wanted to see everyone else be successful. Nowadays, it's such a closely guarded secret that, you know, how am I going to get a 12-year-old to go out and hike through the woods on his own and go kill a deer if I'm not willing to share any knowledge with him? I can tell him everything about how to hang a stand, how to shoot a bow, you know, look for this sign. But if you don't give him that little ledge that, you know, hey, you know, there's this oak tree up on this bench up here that for years, you know, this was the situation. Guess what? When that situation arises, he's going to slip in there and he may kill a deer. Yeah. Get that anxiety, you know, get that excitement, everything going. And that could be a missing piece of why we're seeing the decline in hunters is we just guard it too closely now. And I think a lot of it, and I find myself doing the same thing, like, you know, like when you start looking at trail cam pictures and this, that, and the other thing, and like I hunt with other people. And you kind of get a little bit self-centered. You're like, I want to kill that buck. I want to kill that buck. Or, you know, what right. am I going to kill? Buck. That's my buck. And, you know, you got to put that shit aside, man. And I find myself doing it. And I have a conversation with myself constantly about it. Fuck that. Fuck that. If Steven shoots, comes up here and shoots one of the deer that I had on a trail camera, I'm going to be just as fucking happy as if I let that camera go. Right. I mean, if I, if I, if I let that shot go it means just as much, man. Like, and then if, and if say Captain Seth fucking shoots one of the big deer that we're after, fuck yeah, man, let him shoot it. Cause you know what? Next year I'll shoot just as big a deer next year. It'll next year's my year. You know what I'm saying? And you can't get like that. And I think a lot of people do that constantly and they don't want to show new people and, and, and young people because they get so set in the mind that of these fucking horns, it's stupid, bro. It's stupid. Everybody should be helping everybody get into the outdoors, man. Whatever it is. I don't care. Like, it, you, it, who cares if they shoot that deer? There's millions of deer out there. We can go and shoot millions of deer. For the simple fact of, listen to what Steven was saying. And I asked Steven this, this question. I said, what are you going to shoot this year? He don't care. Whatever don't makes me care. excited. But the thing is, like, you don't have anything on camera. You are more set on getting Kim that big buck that you've pretty much devoted your entire season to that as of thus far, right? More or less. And, and then you want me to shoot a bear because you've been able to shoot a bear already. So you want me to shoot a bear. So, you, so I'm coming down to shoot a bear. You've literally devoted all of your preseason scouting for me to shoot a fucking bear. That's how people should be, man. Like, and, and I'm the same way up here, but Actually, I'm really not. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't blame you for guarding some of those holes. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's 
I'm not even though that's the thing is I'm sharing them with Seth. Me and Seth are hunting them together. We decided right. to, me and Seth had became friends and through mutual friends in the past two years. And we both have the same hunting styles. We both are running gun saddle hunters and we both love deep. Um, I think I'm sorry. <laughs> we both like, we both like going far into the public land and, and hunting, you know, deep, deep woods. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had to, man. I caught myself in the middle of it. So we both had the similar, we have similar interests and we hunt the same, man. So we decided that we would hunt together. We would divide and conquer. So like this year, man, we bought 12 cameras. We split them up six and six. We both get along very well. We're both, you know, we work together every single day now and we hunt together. So we have a lot of fucking deer on camera. And there's one deer that I showed Steven and I showed, I showed Steven and I think, and Zach, <laughs> but those are the only two people that I've showed that deer to. I haven't shown anybody that deer. And we've, we've had a um, kind of like an agreement that we don't show anybody local that deer. We don't want anybody knowing about that deer because it is on public land and people do know that deer. But I don't know where I was going with this story. Um, but, oh, sharing. Oh, and yeah, and shooting that deer. I don't care who shoots that deer. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I just, I just, you know what I would be mad? I would honestly, it would upset me the most is if I was in Ohio and he shoots that fucking deer and I am <laughs> 10 hours away and I cannot be there to, to be around that deer. That's what would make me more upset. I don't care that he shoots the deer, man. I hope that he shoots that deer. I, he needs that deer just as much. And he would spend, then after he shoots that deer, he would spend the entire season making sure that I shot a deer just as big, if not bigger. Right. And, and that's, that's what, what you about. need. Yeah, I have too many friends that I've lost and everybody says, I don't know why you don't like this guy or you don't like that guy. or You don't hang out with this guy. Or, you don't, you're such a negative person. Y'all know I'm not a negative person, but that I don't associate with because they've become so self-centered over the antlers on top of a deer's head. Yep. Lost so many friends because of it, man. And we have two different outlooks on life. I'm my outlook and my goal is to help one another, help each other, get new people into the sport, whatever it takes. Um, and a lot of people are like, they just know it all. And they think that they, you know, the, those horns are important, man. You have friends. I have friends that have gone into my deer hunting spots trying to shoot deer that I have on camera. Why the fuck would you do that? Why can't we all just work together and have a good time, man? I don't care if I shoot a spike buck for the year. As long as I get it on camera, I don't care. I just want to shoot it on camera. I just, that's my new goal, man. I just, I love shooting shit on camera. That's my thing. Easy enough. I'm sorry, dude. I'm ranting, bro. I'm just all fired up. No, you're good, man. Well, speaking of shooting something on camera, what do you think? Yeah. We should probably get going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We could roll through. Uh, you know, we got a, a nice follow up update from Zach on the buck that he was talking about on the last podcast and uh we made it happen or i'm not going to say we but he made it happen and chose to share it with us so we've got a a nice little interview with him and you can get first-hand view of kind of what he went through and how he's feeling and let's just jump right into it yeah man zach zach's somebody that's that's really putting a lot of time and effort he's killed some absolute giant bucks man um, I know he's in Iowa. I know you guys all think that, but 
in the work that he's put in and where he's hunting, this whole urban hunting thing is so crazy. It's, it's not even funny. Um, it's so badass. And, and the history that he has, like we kind of went through it with him of the history, the pictures, the, the, you know, it's just, it's so passionate about these things. So I think, I think without further ado, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I have to, we have to take a second yep, here. Yep. Have to, take a step back. We have to, yep. We got to take a moment to thank Scott from third shift mod at van meter courtesy of Zach. He meant to shout you out. <laughs> and he completely bailed on it. He was so wrapped up in a story. You know how he is. So uh, he wanted to make sure we gave you a shout out because he said he owed you one and he, he let you down, but we're not going <laughs> to. We got you right here, buddy. <laughs> All right. Let's roll over to it. Let's go. <laughs> Shooter, shooter, big buck. Stack, stack, stack. All right, we're back with Zach again, dude. What the hell is going on, Zach? Well, had had something happen. Something big happened. Well, we said that you were only allowed back when you did something crazy. <laughs> and I did something crazy, you know, that last <laughs> podcast we talked about. We he talked did a about thing. Deer, about, that's about this deer that I've been chasing for three years. And um, yesterday morning, I finally connected with him. Um, Congratulations, buddy. Yeah, I mean, badass. it's kind of bittersweet, honestly. Um, it's it's just like, man, it's it's going to be hard to go out there and hunt anymore with knowing he's not there, you know, not having that excitement of, oh, is he going to show up tonight, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, I'll get to look at him every day when he comes back from Old, bar- old Barn Taxidermy, so. So it's kind of funny is when, when this had all happened, you had put up a video and – there was an arrow missing out of your bow, but there was still three in the quiver. And I was like, he smoked another doe. And I'm thinking in my head and all honesty, I'm like, he did not just shoot another doe knowing he was that close to the the big boy. And I'm I'm thinking this in my head. And then I'm like, hold on. I think he did what I think he did. And uh, I posted, so some of the guys were mad at me. So you guys know I'm, Trevin, Steve, you know that I'm part of the Urban Herd Facebook group. Right. They got mad at me because I didn't plug it last time. Um, <laughs> the Urban Herd Facebook group. So after I had shot those first three does, I basically put a video out on that uh, group page saying, I'm not shooting anything else until I kill this buck. And you guys will know that something died um, when I post a lighted knock on the ground. I remember um, that. It was eight o'clock in the morning, so you really couldn't see the the lighted knock. So <laughs> basically, I just made a video saying, "Oh, look at there! There's no arrow in my bow, and only a couple arrows in my quiver, and a deer laying dead over here." And um, 
I honestly thought that you shot another doe because I'm like, come on, Zach's in the urban area. I'm like, I, I bet you he plugged another doe. He got so irritated because there was a video prior to that, and it said that you had seen him going the other direction. Yep. So the night, so fat or rewind back to what day was that? Um, it would have been Sunday night, I believe. Um, or Sunday morning. I went out um, and did a hanging hunt in my saddle. I got into the tree early, early in the morning. I'm set up over what used to be his bedding area because we had that snow or that storm blow through and it knocked all those trees down. And it's just thicker than hell through there. Like I wouldn't even be able to walk through there, let alone a deer. So I'm set up in this tree. It's dark. I don't know what's going on. I can't see anything around me. It's pitch black. As it's starting to crack daylight, my number two deer, um, I don't have any pictures of him, but my number two deer is standing on my strong side of the tree at 10 yards, just standing there looking around, but it's too thick. And I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. I'm going to shoot this deer. Like he's my number two deer. I already said, if he shows up, I'm shooting him. I was going to shoot him and I was waiting for daylight. I was waiting for shooting time, but it was just too thick. By the time shooting light rolls around, he had moved off. So I'm, I'm just sitting there in my saddle, um, milling, just looking around. And I turn around, and the wind, it was a northwest wind. And he, and I turn around out into this, like, big grass open field that's inside the timber. Um, and I see the hind end of a deer standing there. I was like, oh, there's probably a doe over there. I know that's, like, usually doe bedding over there. So I lean around the tree. And sure as shit, there's this deer, the number one deer I'm chasing. I, his name's King. Um, last podcast, I didn't say that because we talked about this. Off You're keeping off. a secret still. Keeping him a secret, basically, yeah. Um, I'm like, holy shit, there he is. He's at 104 yards right now. He's just feeding. So, I, so I'm facing this way, and the tree's in front of me. This deer's back off this way. So I wrap my tether around my arm and I'm standing just on my platform filming this deer waiting for him to come over. Well, he doesn't end up coming over. He goes and beds down. I say, this is the area that he beds in when he comes past this area that I was set up in on the first podcast, that tree I was set up in. He's bedding where he beds when he comes out and walks past the tree that I was in. I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to kill him tonight. I tear my stuff down very quietly. I sneak out of there. I was only like 50 yards from my truck. <laughs> so I come back. We had, it was the first day of a cold front. So it was like 60 degrees in the morning. And we had some rain coming in. And then the wind was supposed to switch. It was out of the northwest, northwest. And it was supposed to switch to a southwest at like 3 o'clock. I said, if he's going to get up and move... I kind of know where he's going to go and it's not going to be anywhere close to where I'm going to set up. But if he doesn't move and he just gets on his feet and comes out, I'll be ready for him. Um, so I get set up at like two 30. I'm in the tree, ready to go at three. Um, the wind switches and I'm just sitting there at about five 30. I look on the South side of the property on the railroad tracks and I see, a, the, I see a deer's body. It's heads down, it's feeding, and I can't see it in the tall grass. So I'm sitting there with my binos on my 
uh, camera arm for like five minutes just watching this deer feed, but I can't see its head and I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden a truck for the railroad comes driving down the road and can't it long story short, the deer is king. It's standing there. And I'm like, Oh, this truck's going to blow up my night. It's going to spook this deer. It's going to run into the timber and blow everything out. Well, this truck drives past King and King picks his head up and looks and I start freaking out. Like this deer's 300 yards away. And he, if he's going to get around these railroad cars, he's got to come right to me. So I'm freaking out. I'm getting ready. I'm filming him. And then next thing you know, he's walking the other way. I'm like, shit, this was my chance, right? Like he was in here. That was my chance. But what happened is he got up and he, he moved beds. Um, that's just the story of it. Um, so I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to hunt the next morning because it was me and my wife's anniversary on Monday, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Don't get um, in trouble. <laughs> but I told her, I said, you know, I have a pretty good feeling that he's going to be back in there. We had the same wind as we did that morning. Uh, it switched back to a west, west northwest, and she's like, "Just, just go. Um, we'll spend the day together if you don't kill him." Blah blah blah. So I go, I get up, I get up at like three thirty in the morning. I shower, I get all my stuff go on. I get in the truck and I go, and I'm in the truck by five o'clock, and shooting light doesn't start till six thirty. Right. So I'm hanging in the dark forever. And it cracks daylight. I haven't seen anything. Shooting light comes and goes. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen anything yet this morning. Seven o'clock rolls around and I catch deer movement out in front of the, out where he was yesterday morning. And I pick him up by nose and there's a doe, a doe fawn and a buck fawn. Uh, button doe. <laughs> Not a button doe. A real fucking button doe. <laughs> and they're milling around. They're feeding right where he was yesterday. But I went in there and hung a different set in a different tree closer to where he was yesterday, knowing that if he comes back, I'm going to have the furthest shot I'll probably take at that deer's 50 yards. I practice out to 80 re religiously throughout the summer, and I can hit groups out to 80 like that i just and it and it's pretty open in there it's yeah so there was no trees it's like a cove and there's no trees in here at all and if there was any they're all blown down now so i'm sitting in my saddle i'm watching this doe and the two fawns and the doe fawn and the doe kind of work back up to where i suspect they were betting at and this buck fawn's milling around out in front of me about 65 yards out. And I'm just watching him, watching him. And he keeps looking up at something and, like, doing the whole head thing, like, moving his head around like he can't quite tell what something is. And then have you guys ever seen an uh, immature buck um, kind of, like, back up from a mature buck before? Oh, yeah. Um, he started doing that. I'm like, oh, well, maybe there's another doe or something in there. And so I start scanning with my binos and I just catch a flash of antlers coming through the trees. And I'm like, Oh my God, here he is. He's here. Um, he's like chasing off this buck fawn basically. Um, and at this point I didn't grab my main camera, but I had my GoPro going. Um, and hold on a second. Let me grab something real quick. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it, man. He's so excited about it. It's such right. a cool thing. Wouldn't you be too? <laughs> oh my God, would I? Well, this, I know it's probably marketed and hyped a lot, but this is the extinguisher grunt call. Um, actually, some good buddies that I know. Um, you guys ever heard of the deer, Mr. Maybe? Colton Hall, big 238-inch deer killed. I have. So yeah. that's this is the grunt call that it's like the deer society on YouTube. They swear by it. But basically, it's you can go from a fawn, a doe, to a buck all within sliding it. And this is the first day. Oh, you got one in your hand. All right. I'm gonna, we're yeah, going to yeah, put you to I school after. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, this was the first day that I brought this to the tree. And I knew that this buck was the mature buck in the area. And he's not going to tolerate another buck in his bedding area. And I'm in his bedding area. So I slide it all the way down to the mature buck. And I go. <laughs> or not. This one kind of sucks. I went. <laughs> that deer goes this. He, he whips his head around and he's he's not happy. He looks his head, he whips his head around and stares over at my area for like a minute. And at this point, all I have is my GoPro on. My camera is on my right side. I'm on this side of the tree. He's out here. I'd have to get my camera underneath my tether. And I'm like, I can't do that yet. He's going to see me. <laughs> so sucks. he kind of loses interest after he doesn't see anything. So I hit him again. And man, he whips his head around again. And he walks over to a tree and he just starts thrashing it. And I'm like, oh, I got him fired up now. And he stops thrashing and he does like a lip curl in the air. And I'm like, oh, he's so fired up. So I give him another one. And man, he comes just right at me. Like you guys saw the footage. I mean, he comes stomping right at me. Mm -hmm. He's coming. He's 76 when I first grown at him. And then he's 60. And then he's 50. And he gets down to 14 yards. Ugh. And he's facing me. And I'm like, I can't take a frontal shot on this deer. Like if I, if I injure this deer, I'm going to lose my mind. So I'm sitting there, bow in hand. At this point, I had move my camera underneath my tether it's so tight in the tree that it's crazy i can't move at all and this deer gets to 14 yards and he stops and he looks right up at me i'm like oh i'm busted i'm so busted and he sit he sits there for like 30 seconds and he looks at me he's stomping his foot he's getting nervous but at, at that point like my knee is shaking so bad like it looks like i don't i don't know i was shaking so bad because the adrenaline ran through me and I was like, this deer's going to blow, and he's going to be out of here. This is going to be the last time I ever see him in my life. And he starts to turn broadside. And he turns his head away real quick, and I just start to get tension on my bowstring to pull it back, and he whips his head back up and looks at me. I'm like, shit. He he's trying to trick you. Yeah, yep. exactly. And he looks up at me for a second, and then he kind of starts going like he's going to get the hell out of there. And I come to full draw. He walks out of camera frame and I stop him at 20 yards and let the arrow fly. And man, it hit him so hard. You guys saw the footage. He just went <laughs> and just took off. I'll drive. I mean, oh, it's so cool. I shot him at Dirt 20 now. yards and he shot him at 20 yards and he was wheelbarrowing all the way out to 38 where he expired. So my first wow. game out of the saddle. Um, why don't you show us a picture? Let's see a picture at least. Yeah. Let me pull one up here. So 
And then we're going to go back on the grunt tube thing. Yeah. I'm not letting <laughs> that go. <laughs> so let me, uh, So for those that, that don't know, if you're not on the YouTube side, you're going to have to come over at this time and you're going to have to see what's going on here because you're missing out on something, something fierce. That's insane. Look at him. God. What an absolute slammer. Jesus. And Zach, what did he, uh, what did he potentially score out at um, with so a rough I'm, score? I'm not, a, I'm not an official measurer, but I can get pretty close. Um, he officially he unofficially scored at 168 and a half. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but right here, if you can see my cursor, holy it shit, looks like it's the end of his main beam would actually be a G4. Wow. This deer has always had pretty stubby G4s. He's got good twos, good threes, and stubby G4s. Um, but he actually broke off his main beam during velvet. I've got pictures of it on my phone. I wish I would have put them on my computer. Um, but he broke off that main beam in velvet. Um, so I what, lost. What do you dress out at, man? That thing's a, that's a big body deer. <laughs> so I have shot on my YouTube channel. Uh, I believe it's a 300 pound tank or something like that video. That was a confirmed 300 pound deer. Um, it's 302 pounds, um, not field dressed. Um, and that was the biggest body deer that I ever shot at that point until I killed this deer. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I should have a picture. Now, is your area known for big deer? Because I like here, oh, obviously. So, Corn-fed brutes, yeah. Yeah, it's like the women there. So, <laughs> that kind of gives you a better idea Sorry. of his body size. I mean, his gut pile was the size of like a 35-inch deer. Our full deer. <laughs> look at that thing. Look at the – Look at the. he's got – what do you, you call it? A, a whale tail off the back there. Yep. So back here, you can see that. I can pull up another image here soon. But right here, you can see what looks like a broken tine, right? Yes. Well, he had about a five, six inch flyer that came off of there that he actually busted about a week before I shot him. Wow. So I lost potentially, let's, I'll give it the low side. I'll give it four and a half inches here um, mm -hmm. and probably another three inches here. So another seven inches, that would have put me over. Um, 170 unconfirmed wow. he's an absolute stud man well deserved too bro nice and, job oh uh, see i can pull up that other picture here of kind of give you his whale tail yeah uh, so when you're saying whale tail he's got a flyer off of his uh left side g2 that instead of kicking sideways actually kicks backwards and the way it's shaped it looks like the whale tail off of a bull elk it's really cool looking. There it is. Yep. Look at that thing, dude. So I can pull up some pictures of him last year as well. So there was He's him last year. Um, you can see that flyer that he had there in his stunted G4s. He lost that G4 on his left side this year. Um, uh, yeah, he broke there. right there, huh? Um, there you go. That was him last year as a five-year-old. So I, I, I estimate him at six and a half this year. Um, I'm going to call old time taxidermy back and try to keep some of the teeth so I can send them in and get them age. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. What a stud, man. Um, if you guys don't care real quick, I actually got a little video that I 
the intro of the series for this year is going to be a pretty long series because I've got um, – Yeah, bud. Share it up. Tons of footage to go. Yeah. So we'll pull this over here. So this is not finished for all you guys watching. Um, this is just kind of the You're intro. getting the, the sneak peek of the teaser of the, the intro. sneak peek of the story of King. Inside only. done by yours truly right here in my little office that's awesome bro that's sweet man hopefully i can finish it up here within i would hope to get it done by this week um i'm not sure i'm pretty pressed with time i took last night off since it was my anniversary and that i killed that buck and i was up pretty late last night um so i took last night off so i got two more three more days of work that i gotta get through and uh yeah hopefully i'll have this out by the end of this week if not sometime next week but it's going to be long. Um, There's some other content, though, on your YouTube that people can catch up on at this yeah. point. Um, so, I actually, from the last time we talked, I actually switched over my YouTube channel um, to Zach Jacoby Hunt. Um, on there, you can see um, my buddy Adam Cooper from the Urban Herd, his buck that he killed earlier this year in Davenport. Um, a little bit of turkey hunting from this last year. I shot my first turkey with a bow. Um, my two bucks from last year. Uh, you can see my big 300 pound deer that I shot during uh, second shotgun a couple of years ago. And then really this year is going to be the year of my YouTube. Um, in the last couple of years, it's basically like I just thrown together a little bit of things here and there, one or two videos a year. Um, but this is going to be the year that I really dive into it. Um, now with this, the story of, the, of King, um, I'm hoping to make that maybe a two part series because I know it's going to be long. If not, it's going to be, I'd say close to half hour, 45 minutes, pushing an hour for a video. It's just, I have all of last season that I want to incorporate. It's just part of the story. And then the five different times that I saw him this, this year, um, it's going to be raw. It's going to be real. Um, it's going to look pretty because that's just kind of my style. That's how I want to roll with things. Um, as you saw in the intro. Um, but after the intro, it's going to be more of the raw, real just hunting kind of stuff you know over the two seasons that i've hunted this deer i've been really frustrated and if anybody doesn't know about self-filming 
one of the biggest things is you have to stay dedicated and be in that mindset that you're going to have bad hunts. You're going to have bad experiences and you have to film all that. And last season I didn't, I got discouraged so much by this deer because he just drove me insane that I'd go into my hunts, doing my interviews, um, saying what I'm doing, all that kind of stuff. And then I'd see the deer or I wouldn't see the deer. And then I wouldn't film anything after that. So I've got a bunch of footage that I, I'm going to go through. I'm going to piece everything together the best I can. Um, and then from there, and if I don't have all the pieces to make it fit together, I'm going to just film separate segments to kind of let the storyline flow together. Um, whether right. it be in my garage with some deer heads in the back, me doing an interview, that kind of style, just to kind of f fill in the blank spaces, basically. You don't have any deer heads to do that with, though. No, not not really. I mean, <laughs> that's about all I got. I just I'm messing with these eggs. That's just that's basically all yeah, I got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if anybody doesn't know, those were my two deer from last year. Um, did good, man. You've you've evolved into into the quite quite the deer hunter. Oh, uh, I was actually talking to one of my followers on Instagram today, and he was. He, we've been messaging back and forth on Instagram a little bit talking about this deer because he really wanted to know um, what deer I was chasing. So he's been following me since we really started Instagram. Um, and after he found out that I killed him and saw the pictures and stuff, you know, he was like, um, next thing you know, we'll be watching Jacoby Outdoors on the Outdoor Channel. I was like, I don't know about that. But I told him, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> really pushing myself to really start up my YouTube channel a little bit more. Um, cause like I said, the dream would be to, you know, not have to work for a company and just make money off of being a content creator. Um, that's a big goal of mine. I mean, hunting is everything. I mean, my office, I mean, I got my gun cabinet back here. I got deer heads laying everywhere. I got closet full of camo. I mean, this is my space. Um, it's just, I know the that's, feeling. that's what I want to do, man. So, you're in our spaces too yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're in our man caves <laughs> and my man cave is uh yes, this house was built in 1895 so this was the nursery actually when this house was built so it's uh it's pretty small <laughs> i don't mm. know if i could lay down in here and not be able to touch a wall nice hey, that's all right man it's your space bro that's all that matters yeah. i mean it, it's it does it does its job it's give me enough room to edit some videos and thought about starting like a little podcast but i don't know how how well that's gonna go i got you guys so. <laughs> i appreciate it so so well and working class can't forget about our boys over at well, working I'm, class. I'm that's, still that's how we met you know i just i guess i gotta kill a 200 inch deer to get on their podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean what's your what are you gonna do for the rest of the season are you just gonna kick back and fucking and, relax or you got no, some more target no. deer or me and a buddy um, from Muscatine, Iowa, are actually partnered up in that uh, Quest Hunt Co. tournament. And Explain it. We, I know nothing about this. So the Quest Hunt Co. tournament is basically two-person teams. Um, you both get to enter a deer into the contest. It's total gross inches between the two of you. And they give out these, like, awesome prizes. Like, you get, like, from first place to tenth place, there's prizes. First place is, like, two side-by-sides. Jeez. Second place is like two 10 foot uh, tower blinds from Muddy. There's a bunch of bows they give away, a bunch of clothing, binoculars, all that kind of stuff. Quiet cat bikes, like the electronic bikes, all that kind of stuff. 
Sign me up. So basically it's $75 a person, two person teams and it's state by state. Um, I don't know if they're completely, I don't think they're completely United States wide yet. I think it's mainly Midwest so far. Yeah. Big buck country. They're not interested in our 120 inches. <laughs> well, if it says anything, I think Iowa, uh, last year, the two winners was like a 220 inch deer and like a 190 inch deer. Oh, is that all? There's some big players up the bat. Jeez. Um, so that's going to be my, my strategy going forward. You know, I filled the city tag, which took a lot of time out of my hunting last year. Um, my 160 that I killed last year, this deer right here, um, killed him on the first hunt out of the city. And it just, that was pure luck. Um, I went into an area that I knew that bucks frequented um, pre-rut, um, kind of their bedding area, but then I'm transitioning between their bedding area to doe bedding area. And I just so happened to go in there on the, that right night and I caught that buck nice. walking through there. So do you have, do you have deer picked out for your statewide tag? Um, nothing that's going to win the contest, but I got a couple that I've been watching a couple of years. Um, they're not, you know, they're not King or they're not the two that I shot last year. Um, they're just, they're all around good bucks for Iowa, you know, 140, 150 inches. That's all right. You might, <laughs> bro, I'm done. Just I'm, I'm over this. I'm over this. It's just bull. He's in the land of, oh, we pass Pope and Young every day. Oh my God. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, and, and it's good. It's good to hear these things and, and talk to people from big buck country, you know, like, I mean, obviously we have good deer around here, but like a good deer around here. Um, let me see. I don't think I have my first buck in here. We talked about it on the podcast. Actually, I got a picture of it. I got a picture. I, you guys want to see my very first buck ever with a bow? Actually, my very first buck ever. Mine's right here. Mine's in your left-hand corner right here, the six-pointer. Hey, it's bigger than mine. Very no, no not, not, not that one in the back. <laughs> the one in the corner. That was my very first buck ever right there. That's yep. awesome, buddy. Look at that. That's what it's about. <laughs> little hoy bandages, little, little stubs on the head, but, you know, it got her done. So, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that six-pointer, not not the ten-pointer in the back, the six-pointer right here. Yep. That was hey, my first one. Hey, what are you going to do, man? I mean, obviously, actually, I take that back. I've shot a ton of, like, three-pointers and this, that, and the other thing. It was my hey. first bow deer um, called in. You know, that's in. when I – you know, I really didn't become like a real big buck hunter until about two years ago. Um, from there, then on, I was just basically like the first year that got my heart pumping, I was shooting. Um, I got a ton yep. of 100, 100 inch bucks, 110 inch bucks, 120 inch bucks. Yep, I've shot deer like that too. <laughs> we shoot the um, shit out of those things. Yeah. So it was 2011, I believe, is the um is when i shot my biggest deer that has the longest standings of being my biggest deer i got a picture of him right here uh 16 points uh all palmated you guys see that right there jesus what the hell ricky so that was a i was that was in 2011 so i'd have been like 14 years old or so um spot and stock in the open cornfield and shot him at 53 yards (laughs) holy crap that's beautiful. My little chisel tip rage 
ever from then on, I kind of grew up and started shooting adult arrows. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you got some big plans, dude. Congratulations. I'm, I'm super, super stoked for you, man. I'm, I'm glad that we could. And I knew I had it right here. It was in, it was right here sitting. I knew it was going to happen in a couple of days. It was, it was a matter of time, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had him narrowed down from last year and really I didn't get aggressive on him last year. And that's when he kind of disappeared on me. I wish I would have got more aggressive, um, but I didn't have a saddle. It was either I take a clunky tree stand in there or I just hunt my pre-hunt sets and now that I got that saddle, um, that's going to be a huge tool in my arsenal. I mean, I'll oh, yeah. hunting out of a saddle 90% of the time. Um, I just feel more versatile in it. Um, now that I shot 160-inch buck, 168-inch buck out of it, I feel really confident out of it. Um, now that my now that we moved, um, I'm a little further. I'm about an hour and a half from my good hunting property on my statewide tag, so I'm going to be bouncing around doing a lot of public land stuff. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, just film more of that, film my adventures on public land. Um, it's kind of cliche nowadays, but um, <laughs> that's just, that's how it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be real. Um, yep. You got a lot of, a lot of public land around where I live, a lot of stuff, a lot of river bottom stuff. I love hunting river bottoms. Um, it's just, especially during the rut, you just sit on a river, right? With your back up against the river, you're going to have gear cruising all day long cruising that river looking for does so and that's what they that's what they do there too huh yep they just i mean some of the best deer hunting i've ever done was with my back up against the river 15 feet up into a tree sitting all day during november and i just had deer cruising all day long but when that happens you know you never know when they're going to be there because it could be anytime all day i screwed up several times not paying attention being on my phone and i look up and there's a deer standing at 30 yards and walking away so just got to pay attention. I yep. love hearing that, man, because, you know, it's kind of funny. Is it being here in the Northeast? Like it, it's obviously different. I mean, you've obviously seen pictures and shit and like how we don't have the ag that you have or whatever, but some of those things really come to fruition where when, when people talk about it, like the Midwest, and then I go into spots and I look at it, I have a couple of spots that have river bottoms and you go down and you look at those fucking spots and they're just loaded with tracks. It just yeah. loads up and you're like, holy shit, this is real. Like deer, they're do real deer things here, you know? So like, if you can find a spot that's, I don't know really how big your public lands are out there, but if you can find a public land spot that's, you have to walk a mile and a half to, and it might not be comfortable to get to, and it's during the rut sit your ass up against the back that river on an oxbow or any pinch point and you're going to see deer cruising everywhere i mean it's just it's it's in their blood they got to cruise during the rut it's crazy is that there is a lot of public land like that like there's a ton of public land and get after it man and they're huge it's like huge mountain terrains but we found a couple that have ag fields so we use the corn fields to our advantage and then they have the river bottoms and then the mountain like it's crazy. Like everyone goes, yeah, Midwest, fuck Midwest because, or they don't really say it like that, but they'll just be like, they, they have it so lucky. The, the ag's like that. And I'm one of those guys. I say it all the time. And then uh, you go into some of this public land here and I'm like, dude, it's the same shit. It's the same yeah. shit. You just add mountains to it. And it yeah. makes it a little bit harder. We're haunting a lot of big woods, but a lot of those low lying um, areas with, with the river bottoms and the ag fields, you put it all together and it's, it makes sense, bro. It just, those deer traffic through there constantly. There was a spot I went in this year and I got up in a tree and I'm sitting in the tree and I'm like, 
bro, I feel like I'm in Illinois or Iowa. Like this is the most badass area I've ever hunted in my life. And it's at yeah. river bottom and they just cross it constantly. You know? Is that Connecticut then? Is that where you're hunting yeah. at? Yeah. What's Connecticut out of state tag cost? Uh, oh, it's cheap, bro. Cheap. cheap like hundred bucks? Yeah, I think something like that. The only problem with Connecticut right now <laughs> is they're trying to keep out of staters out. Uh, when it comes to hunting, um, you have to go and you have to fill a, uh, you have to have a Connecticut bow hunter certificate. Oh, so it can't just be a regular like bow hunter safety certificate. It's got to be Connecticut. Supposedly, my understanding is it has to be a Connecticut one now. It used to be that if you had a bow hunter certificate, let's meet up in Ohio. Screw it. Screw Connecticut. You guys yep. just move to Iowa. Screw the deep sea fishing. Come to Iowa. Look what you have to look forward to, man. Come on. Don't get, get me going, bro. <laughs> Don't get me going. I'm, 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 I'm this close. This close. I'm undecided. S. Steven, I've, I've 160 inch to convince you. He, he wants to go anywhere, but I can't get him to pull the trigger. I've been yeah. working on him for a year now. You gotta do it. I've, I've been thinking about you know like somewhere up north. Like, do I really want to leave the ocean? Do I not? I think a lot of it is. My wife. If it was me. Uh, don't blame the wife on here. You'll get kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> They'll cancel your ass. <laughs> if it was me. I, well, we'll see. We'll see here. Because we're going down to Virginia this week. And I'm bringing the wife with me. And it's for a good reason. Um, so she can kind of see the difference in what it's all about. Because uh, I don't know. Iowa's pretty good. I get an Iowa, I get an Iowa tag if I move out there. I, I like Iowa during deer season. The rest of the year, I could care less. You know, that's yeah, my, once, you, once you hit, like, December through, like, March, it's just, like, shitty. Yeah. Like, cold. But what is there to do for work? Like, what kind of work is out there? Yeah, there's tons of work out here. Um, if you want to be a farmer, be a farmer. Go be a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> corn <laughs> and corn and some soybeans and some corn. Bro, well, I'm a fisherman by trade. man. Like, you just have to look, like. What do you guys do for work now? Like, I don't know. I kill shit, man. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> well, you, you know, you guys get out here, you do your podcast, and we'll go full time. I'll go. I'll be on the podcast with you guys. We'll do a full time. We'll just do your hunt stuff and podcast. We'll live like that. Uh, I, I wish it was 100 percent for it. If it was, yeah, if you had that kind of backing, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. All right. So let's get back down to this this grunt call real quick, fast before we cut this thing <laughs> thing loose because I'm gonna get mad because you keep flinging this thing around, Stephen. Why don't you why don't you learn him a little bit something about about real game calls? So. I've been hearing your guys' ads about this thing. I need to see it in action. You need to get your ass out of here to Iowa. So, yeah, <laughs> listen to him. This, I'm gonna this, grab mine on my bag while he's talking about it. It does the same thing as your extinguisher. Yep. Only this is 100% custom built. The difference is your extinguisher doesn't have this nice rubber tube. It does. It's just a little. Yeah, it's plastic. This is rubber. <laughs> See, make that little sound. Yeah. No sound. It's yeah. rubber. And it, it does the whole. Yeah. All the way up to. Yeah. And I, I, can... I, could just, I just, you know, this, this is what I have at my exposal. I mean. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I feel you. What's his name? The so this is called? Mark from Nor'easter Game Calls. Well, you might want to tell Mark that uh, I got a big buck waiting for uh, be killed with one of his calls if he wants to send me one. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can definitely work on something and get you converted. What, what, so, are, those, what are those run? That depends. Depends, depends what you oh, go like with. That's so, like this one, it is an exotic burl wood yeah. that you cannot get your hands on. It is a protected it's wood. And he managed to get his hands on a little bit of it and made some calls. And then he's got the stuff like Trev has where he does the resin mm-hmm. with cactus, anything you Mine's could ever imagine. Yeah, Acorn caps, beech nut caps. You can send him deer teeth. You could, you know, do whatever. No, not deer teeth. He won't do deer teeth. Oh, he, <laughs> he won't? <laughs> no, he did one project for me, which had deer teeth. Oh, in the yeah, yeah. And he said, I'll never do those ever again. Um <laughs> But the thing is, so the nice thing over the Norisa call over the extinguisher, and listen, dude, not saying that this is the best call and it's going to kill all the bucks or this, that, I'm or nothing. I'm, I'm not, not saying that. I'm not, um, I'm not sponsored by anybody, actually. I'm not um, sponsored by these guys. It's just, you know, I went from the old mad growler <laughs> yep. where you had to blow like a freaking tornado into it to that, and, you know, it's just – it worked. I mean – I grunted at that buck that I just killed yesterday with this thing, and you know, grunt calls just—they're all—they're all work. The nice thing—the nice thing about nor'easter over an extinguisher, okay? One of the pros to it is this can be used louder. That doesn't get that loud. So well, yeah, when you flow on this thing loud, listen to it, it just distorts. Yeah, just, <laughs> yep, yeah. just goes that's, flat. So that's the nice thing about this. So or. Yeah. You know, that would have been nice to have yesterday because we had like 15 mile an hour winds and I, I had to, and I'm trying to throw the sound behind me. So it's not even that loud. That's the nice thing too about the couple. When you, when everybody watches the video, you see me, I'm blowing the grunt call, like trying to get this buck's attention. They're probably like, Oh, why is he blowing the grunt call that much? Because he's not, (laughs) he can't hear it. Yeah. And that's, so that's one of the pros about Nor'easter is that, it having the custom reeds and the custom body in it, it's a yep. little, it can be louder um, and you can muffle it down. And I mean, that's the nice thing too. Like if you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like you can really change the tones on it. That's, that's one of the, the best things about the Noyster game calls is, is the tone, the tone and the sound and uh, you know how it, how loud it actually is over the extinguisher because one of the things i found with the extinguisher is it's not that loud and i know you don't want a loud one all the time but yeah. there is some sometimes high winds yep. rain when things are dampening you know there is reasons when you do want a louder call and there's yeah. times you want one that's softer i've so. had several times where this wasn't loud enough yeah um where i really had like you don't want to blow it right at the deer right like you're pushing it over your shoulder or under your armpit just to throw that sound behind you there's been times where I've had to directly grunt at a buck just because just to get the sound to him. Yep. And how does that tube, does that thing have a tube on it that moves around? Uh, it, it's just like a little, I, I was showing him that earlier. Like, yeah. Yep. It's like the little plastic shit yeah. with rubber coating on it. So you, you can move it. You can throw the sounds out there, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, we're, we're, we'll work it. with you. We'll work with you. We're just saying, hey, listen, I just wanted to, you know, it was a perfect opportunity to kind of educate everyone a little bit about the Norwegian game call. Welcome uh, to Trev the Salesman. 
<laughs> I was a salesman. That's where I started my career. <laughs> it really Selling is. Fishing tackle. Yep, that's it, man. I could sell a fisherman. If you can sell a fisherman something, you can sell anybody in the world anything. I will let you know that by any means. You just get really excited, dude. You just get really excited. Be like, oh, you need this hook. This is the sharpest hook. And when you're that excited, and I caught the biggest fish. Look at this picture. Everyone I loves the it. Fish on this hook. That's it. It. <laughs> it really was. It wasn't the hook that caught the fish. It was right. Like yeah. It's just. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. Because someone listened to what you just said when you were talking about the extinguisher from the beginning. Because it shot a 235 inch deer. That's yeah. why everyone buys the extinguisher, right? I shoot a trophy spike with my nor'easter game calls. <laughs> that ain't gonna sell it, dude. It's not gonna do it. So, you shot a good old button though. That's was, it. There was that, you know, trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> True to that, man. Yeah, that's funny. Well, Zach, dude, huge congratulations, man. Well done. I'm, you know, I'm so pumped for you. When Cheers that had all you. happened, man. Cheers to you, I buddy. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. I hope that the Iowa Deer Classic does go through and we can actually hold on to King and see him like we did the last two. Uh, I really look forward to it. And I, I really – why don't you uh, just for one last time, just so everybody kind of knows, you know, that you're from the Urban Herd and where else they can find you also on social media. Uh, so urban Herd group on Facebook. Um, you can look that up. There's a bunch of great guys on there. We post a lot of urban hunting content, a lot of just – a lot of stuff. We got Dan Infault posting stuff on there. Um Ray the Ranchberry, I'm sure everybody knows about Ray. He's on there posting stuff, comment, commenting all the time. Um, a lot of other creators are on there. Um, if you want to look for me, I'm Zach.Jacoby.Hunt on Instagram and ZachJacobyHunt on YouTube. Awesome, man. And yeah. uh, the story of King will be out in the near, near future. So you can go to my Instagram and follow me there, and I will post updates as we go along with the video. So Sweet, man. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us again two weeks in a row and yeah, well, uh, two complete maybe, different wins. So yeah, maybe, uh, you know, our, our season starts here in two days, so maybe I'll kill a 200-inch deer in two days. Who knows? Maybe we'll be right back on here. I, I hope you do, brother. <laughs> and when you do, call us back and we'll do a part three. Uh, yeah. if, I, if I call you guys back and say I shot a 200-inch deer, you better be packing up a U-Haul and moving out here. <laughs> <laughs> fair game, fair game. It's on. Good Thanks shit. again, Zach. Appreciate yeah, it, buddy. All right, man. We'll catch up with you and uh, hit us up if you need anything in the meantime, all right? You guys are the same. All right, brother. We got to thank sponsors. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and say some thanks and appreciate everyone who supported us. All right. Let's do that. You want me to do that? Yeah. It's all Fuck. you. Man. Damn. You know, constantly always on my shoulders. Yeah, my legs are getting sore. I know. <laughs> getting all bony and shit with that weight. I'm losing it all. All them bones are starting to shove through. I know. Uh, first off, I want to thank Nor'easter Game Calls. Nor'eastergamecalls.com, man. Marky Mark over there has been slaving, as he would call it, in the shop. But he chose that lifestyle, and he chose that job. So shit happens. Sorry. If you guys don't have one, fucking get one. I would go through this on this podcast a little bit about the Nor'easter game calls. Steve was lucky enough to get the uh, cherry wood, which is absolutely gorgeous. You have a lanyard? Did he send you a lanyard? Yeah, I got the lanyard. Oh, okay, cool. I just, it looks more, you know, I can do the whole uh, Wheel of Fortune look better oh, without that it. Fan something or other. Some girl. Yeah. 
whatever it is. I'll never be that good looking, but sorry. <laughs> Just so I can burp. Um Yeah, dude. Marky Mark. If you guys haven't checked him out, he's got some cool badass things coming out. There's a couple of those left also. There is some other badass shit. There may be a uh, mammoth ivory. Maybe. I've already pre-ordered mine. So if you guys haven't already, go on the website. There's a bunch of badass shit on there. I think there's a cool one that I was thinking about getting, which it has uh, the Aeronox. Did you see that one? That was pretty yeah. cool. I, I was thinking I, that was kind of mm, cool. Yeah, but I couldn't go over this freaking Burlwood. No. Extinct, unaccessible wood. Yeah, so, I got to go this way. So, like, so obviously, like, we get hooked up, right? We each we each get a grunt call or whatever, our deal with, with Mark, right? But I'm constantly on there buying shit. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I, I need that, man. What is, what's your PayPal? I, I need that. I got to have it. This pen. It's a badass pen. Mark made it for me, man. I love this thing. This is the most badass pen I own. I use it every single day. Every time I'm in the studio, anytime I travel, I use this. Mark made it. You can also get custom pens there. But cool shit. Cool, cool shit. Also, Wild Edge. WildEdgeInc.com, the leader in mobile hunting. Get yourself your perch, your ropesmans, actually your Kong ducks. I'm sorry. They sell Kong ducks. Um, your carabiners. Um, your Prusik the, tenders. Prusik tenders. Your the, Wild Edge steps. Yep, can't forget about those. The purchase, uh, or I said that, all kinds of crazy shit. Mobile <laughs> leader, and, and they got you're all spun up from that conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> they got all kinds of stuff. Check them out. WildEdgeInc.com. If you guys haven't already, get on over there. Also, Broadside Camo. BroadsideCamo.com. They are the photo realism for your outdoor apparel, um, for the uh, elevated hunter. They got some really cool stuff. I actually, in the last video that's on YouTube, I shot in the Versa Light Series, which is a reversible. It has the Closer and the Omega on it for your early season stuff. We have the um, Ascender sweatshirt, which is pretty cool. That one's in an Omega. Omega. No, no, that's in Closer. Oh, it's in Closer. I mix those. You know, it know. should be vice versa, but whatever. No, Omega came first. Oh, that's right. Aha. <laughs> you like Damn. what I did there? I did. I did. <laughs> so there, there's some cool shit over there. If you guys haven't checked them out, make sure you use the promo code Outdoor Drive. Save yourself something or get yourself something, whatever it is. But make sure to use that. Um, out on the limb. Out on the limb, MFG.com. They are they have a little bit of everything. Um Matt Garris over there makes uh platforms, the the podium, the ridge runner. He also makes um, a bunch of camera arms. Uh, he's got a 360 arm. He's got the Assassin Reach. He's got uh, what else? He's got. He's got all kinds of crazy stuff. He's got yeah, cool hooky thingies. Get on and go through the tree. go through the website. Yeah, man. Uh, out on the limb. So cool designs. All custom tree stands. You name it, it's on there. Uh, definitely some badass shit. And the Shakar sticks. Cannot forget about those. Most badass sticks on the market, hands down. No questions asked. Um, I just, I did a little bit of mods with mine. I got a, um, a, uh, a daisy chain, which is no questions asked the best way to do it. Um, and then I, I had put a nader on there. I had an eater made a good friend of mine, Matt here in Connecticut. So check them out out on the limb, mfg.com and, uh, wicked and twisted bowstrings, wicked and twisted bowstrings.com. 
Uh, we got some new hats for sale over there at Wicked and Twisted Bowstrings. Pretty badass. Uh, your custom strings, BCY strings, and also the Bloodline series. Um, and any color, make, model, you name it, she'll make it. Buy it online, she'll ship it right to you. Or you can go up to the shop and she'll set up your bill for you and make sure to get jillified. And for there, don't forget to use the promo code. Save yourself 10%. Outdoor Drive 10. That's O-D-D, capitalized, Outdoor Drive 10. Save yourself 10%. And they're not sponsors of us, but we stand 110% behind them and will never go anywhere else is Zeus Broadheads. We cut the Zeus loose here. They are the official broadhead of the Outdoor Drive. Indeed. No questions asked. <laughs> we believe in them 100%. I always, you know, I, when, as deer season gets closer, I believe in them even more. <laughs> I swear. So, let's see. I like it. What do you think, buddy? Well, I, I think I hear something coming in. Can you do me a favor and turn that up a little bit? Hey everyone, Mike here with some news for your crews. Uh, let's start this one off in Wyoming, where the Wyoming Game and Fish Department has confirmed CWD in two new hunting areas in the Sheridan region. Uh, deer Hunt Area 25 in the Bighorn Mountains had an adult doe test positive, and Elk Hunt Area 123 had a sick elk test positive for CWD. Uh, deer Hunt Area 25 is also surrounded on three sides uh, by four known CWD positive deer hunt areas. And elk hunt area 123 is new, uh, but the corresponding deer hunt areas 8 and 21 have had CWD positive tests going back to 2003 and 2019. Uh, as a reminder, Wyoming Game and uh, Fish Department is asking hunters to collect nymph lymph node samples uh, from any deer elk harvested for testing for CWD and are advising hunters not to consume meat from any elk or deer that appear ill or do test positive for CWD. So now across the country, uh, we continue to see changes to hunting seasons due to the ongoing pandemic. Uh, this time we go to Hawaii, uh, where wildlife officials have now canceled the 2021 uh, Lanai Axis Deer and Mouflon Sheep season. The Hawaii Department of Land and Natural Resources Division of Forestry and Wildlife has said that they will reevaluate the sheep and access deer season in the summer or fall of 2021. Uh, if anyone had planned one of those hunts, you can call the Maui branch of the Division of Forestry and Wildlife for more information. Uh, in Michigan, we'll also be seeing some changes uh, for deer hunters during the 2020 season due to the pandemic. Uh, the DNR has reported that there will be fewer check stations this year and that they have restrictions on how many people they can hire to operate those check stations. Uh, staff at these check stations will also be limited in the amount they can interact with hunters. And um, during a typical year in Michigan, there are anywhere from usually 100 to 150 check stations. However, the DNR is saying that this year, there may be only 10 to 15 stations open at the beginning of archery season. So if you're hunting out that way, make sure you take a look and see where you're able to check in your harvest. So, if the pandemic wasn't causing enough heartache uh, and changes due uh, to the hunting seasons, I'm sure everyone is aware of the severe forest fires ongoing in the western part of the country. 
wildfires in southern Ohio are now affecting hunting opportunities in the state. Uh, more than 139 square miles have been burned in the region. And the Idaho Department of Fish and Game has announced closures uh, of Twin Falls in the Sawtooth National Forest. <clears throat> this will affect hundreds of hunters with tags uh, for deer, elk, and pronghorn. And additionally, the U.S. Forest Service has implemented closures this year in the Payette National Forest and Boise National Forest. So everyone, whether you're traveling um, out of state or staying in state for hunting opportunities this year, please make sure uh, to check on any restrictions and closures in your areas uh, or where you're traveling to because now we're seeing uh, changes almost weekly uh, across the country. So finally, uh, some firearm news uh, from Remington Outdoors, Inc. Uh, as, many, as some of you may or may not know, earlier this year, Remington <clears throat> had filed for bankruptcy and has now concluded the bidding process for sale of most of their assets. Uh, the bankruptcy court still needs to approve the successful bids, but for now, it looks like the following will happen. Uh, Vista Outdoors, Inc. will acquire the Lenoke Ammunition business. Round Hill Group, LLC will acquire the non-Marlin Firearms business. Uh, Sierra Bullets LLC will acquire Barnes Ammunition Business. Uh, JJE Capital Holdings LLC will get DPMS, H&R, Storm Lake, AAC, and Parker Brands. Uh, Franklin Armory Holdings, Inc. will acquire Bushmaster. Uh, Sportsman's Warehouse, Inc. will get Tapco Brand. And the one making most buzz is Strum Ruger & Company LLC will acquire the Marlin Firearms Business. Uh, which is great for me. I love my Marlin <clears throat> lever actions. So hopefully we continue to see those hitting the shelves in the future uh, now that Strum Ruger and company will be acquiring that. So as always, if any of you have any news to share, it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, Mike Salter, or bearded underscore bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride. Fucking Salter, still killing it. Oh yeah, he yeah. must be real mad, man. He can't get out in the woods. He's always got to <laughs> He sent me a text the other day. There was some does in his front lawn. Some old freezer queens were up up front, right in his lawn, and uh, couldn't couldn't shoot him because his bow was in his truck. And then uh, his good buddy Dan, who again did a phenomenal job on a beautiful buck last week. Um, they they hunt together, and Dan got his first buck. So he must be uh, Mike must be shaking. He must be just being in scratch. It's going to come around, though. It'll come around for him. Totally will. He's going to shoot an absolute slob. He did last year. You know, he had the season of his life. He has no <laughs> complaints to be able to be made. He shot two giant fucking deer, one in Vermont, one in Connecticut. So, them boys are going up uh, this, this weekend up bear hunting also. They'll be in Vermont bear hunting this weekend. Nice. So cool for them. Well, West, best of luck to you. Yep. And best of luck to everybody with their opening days. I know everybody's kind of opening up here. Uh, make sure to tag Outdoor Drive podcast in it so we can uh, give you a proper congratulations from all of us here at the Outdoor Drive. And get on over to the YouTube page because you are will miss out on a lot of shit in this podcast if you are not watching it on YouTube. Just letting you know. Yes. And while you're there, do us a favor. Give us a, a like, give us a subscribe, and hit that notification bell. And that'll keep you up to date with all of the upcoming stuff that let's just say I, I'm almost scared at how much editing I'm going to be doing over the next four months. So 
a lot. Hit that, and it'll tell you every time we get a little piece of it uploaded. Don't forget. And subscribe to the podcast while you're here, wherever platform that you use. And to come soon, stay tuned. I don't want to forget about this. This is very important to us. We have This is our time. We have done this. There's soon to be a fucking website. The Outdoor Drive Podcast dot com is in the works so it'll be a one-stop shop we can just say go to the outdoor drive podcast.com and you can see everything from promo codes to who sponsors us videos pictures you name it it's all going to be there so that is coming soon um with that we have some other cool things um i'm hoping now that covid's back in action i'm just going on a fucking rant today (laughs) i hope that we have hats soon and stickers soon um, we should have a little bit of everything, but deer season comes first to us. So that is what's most important. And you guys can all screw off and you will get those when we decide it's a good idea. Okay. Well said, well Thank said, <laughs> don't fucking bother me for it neither, because you will not, you will be last on the list. I promise you it will come. I promise it's on its way. Sorry. <laughs> fucking jacked up. Hostile, huh? jacked up bro looking at big deer getting good news all the crazy shit going on it's almost like you're preparing for the debate tonight oh i can't wait dude <laughs> fucking ready you know it's funny is i told you steven and i was driving through town today and i live in liberal america as we all know and i you guys all know i fucking hate liberals they suck and uh i was driving down main street today and i saw a bunch of biden signs and i was like these people are fucking retarded i can't live here anymore these people are stupid I said, I just want to run over their signs. But for some reason, these people are smart and know that everybody hates Biden and why they like him, I don't know. But they put their fucking signs 25 feet off the road next to a tree or next to a rock or something big. So when I go to run it over, I'm going to fucking hit something that I'm not supposed to. So I couldn't do that. I was pissed. But that's all I could think about was running over. Could you imagine me fucking in the in the old death wagon, just rolling through town, just smashing it? If you guys don't know, I drive a Honda Civic, dude. Two thousand two Honda Civic. That's the death wagon. Um, it's seen more deer than most people's trucks, but whatever. <laughs> I was trying to run over Biden signs in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely uh, apparent where you stand. <laughs> Yeah, so I can't wait for the fucking debate tonight. I hope uh, Biden walks off the stage because he's so upset about it. But I almost want to put wagers says he does. <laughs> I, well, all of these people have now have already watched it, but I'm almost willing to bet that he forgot what he was talking about and why he was there. Well, I'll put. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm all choked up about it. All right, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 20 billion million trillion people out there that bought $20 worth of the lady's second floor on the, you know, that thing. Come on, guy. Uh, yeah. Where were we? Can I just, can I just remind everybody something really quick is this. Okay. When you vote for someone who has fucking dementia and is probably going to die halfway through the term, we're going to end up with a woman president. Do you realize that? Do you guys realize there, that? There's, hold on. There's nothing wrong with a woman president. There is no. something wrong with this particular okay, woman president. Especially one that's already talking about legalizing prostitution in the United States. Yeah. Among fuck? well, plenty, many other issues, but... Either way, that's neither here nor there. 
vote for Biden and you're just trying to get a Kamala vote. Let's face it. It's the Kamala presidency and Joe Biden. You know, settle for Joe. Yeah. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't really give a fuck. As long as they don't take my guns. That's exactly what'll happen. We have the Supreme Court, bro. It's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, they can fucking right. get presidency all they want, dude. We have Supreme Court right now. <laughs> you, you know this what? Just, this just you, turned into a fucking political podcast. <laughs> I know, and I don't think we've ever gone political on the no, show. Before. But no, you know what? what's sweeter than five and four? What's that? Six and three. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, I, I really try not to political, but we know that a lot of the... And, and listen, dude, if you're on the other side, I'm sorry for you because... <laughs> you don't have a very good chance right now. And even if, you know, I just, whatever, man, I get it. If you guys can't handle Trump, you're not a fucking man. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, if you're voting for Biden, move out of your parents' basement, go get a freaking job and experience what the rest of the actual working world has to deal with. And you'll realize it's not as bad as you see what it is while you're down there playing Fortnite. So just saying. Oh, man. You Anyways, know, sorry, we're all jacked yeah. up, dude. Let's, Tonight is rough. Let's shift sideways and go somewhere positive. Oh, my God. We have no sponsors. We have no listeners. <laughs> yeah, we, we just fried it. YouTube has kicked us off. Uh, we're over it. We're, they're going to pull a Joe Rogan on us, and they're going to go out and protest until we're all edited and monitored and, you know. Hey, that's what they built podcasts for, right? Because they couldn't have Howard Stern on a regular uh, uh radio show so they started podcasts but now they're trying to now do yeah, that now to they us. want to censor those too fucking stupid you know, fucking got stupid got two words for you fuck you you'll find me somewhere buddy i ain't going that far go fuck yourself <laughs> so. well all right we gotta need to get on with the show yeah. i'm off of this <laughs> new segment <laughs> we probably won't bring it back oh was it hunting with a dare? november <laughs> hunting with a derelict the <laughs> same difference oh my god he with the democrat voted, he probably <laughs> voted for fucking joe biden <laughs> well they are paying off felons so whatever <laughs> fucking we, we gotta get away from this shit <laughs> oh my god i was gonna give it a derelict uh a derelict scene but i guess it's probably not a good idea <laughs> oh hell i need to catch up on those i'll do those on the next one i promise you guys yeah, yeah, we'll get some pulled up for sure. There are plenty out there floating, waiting in the chamber, ready to be fired. Uh, uh, Sean Polk keeps reminding me of a bunch of them. <laughs> he reminded me of one the other day. What was that one? Do you remember? No? No, I can't recall. Ah, fuck. I, you know what's funny is I wish I could find it quickly, but I probably won't be able to. Well, well one big shout out I want to give is uh, to Kurt. Our boy over there, he proved that uh, button does exist, even in the antelope world. Oh, that's what that was? Dude, did you see the freaking film Buckstorm put up? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've oh, been kind of like out of it. I, I missed this whole thing. I, I, I had saw the kind of like the little joke about it, but then I kind of missed the rest of it. If you haven't got on YouTube and looked up Buckstorm's video, day two, and the way it goes, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but... I completely understand Kurt's reaction 
I, I'm not going to go into any further because I don't want to ruin anything. But you gotta, we'll just go watch it, huh? Holy shit, how that went down. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And the fact that he came right out of it and said, hey, button does exist. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you just got to get on there and watch it. It's fucking so, priceless. Either way, big congrats, Kurt. Man, I got a new it. phone. Son of a bitch. It's not on there no more. What, what Polk was talking about. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Polk, send that shit to me, dude. I need some derelict moments. Oh. And if anyone else has a derelict moment, please send them over to me. I will make sure to share them with everybody. <laughs> For sure. Can we get on with the fucking show? Because I'm going to go on a rant. We, we've been trying, but we keep going on tangents. So Shit. What are we talking about next? I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Did we hit all the marks? I, I think we, we touched on everything we were planning on touching on. Uh, Virginia, Have we made all the time limits? Bear, deer, uh, updates, extra video, people, things, and stuff. Even threw in an extra piece on politics. Wow, we're kind of like yeah. off in la-la land on this one, guys. I love it, man. Yeah, completely different switch from our usual... Uh, Good luck to everybody. Uh, we did that. Um, I don't really know. Damn. I think we're pretty good. Yeah, well. Is that is that an entire podcast? I think so. Shit. I, I think right. we can wrap this one up. I think we've, we've gone down enough rabbit holes and hit enough strange nuances that... Uh, Let's get on with the normal show then. We can just say... Uh, Thanks, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was scattered. And keep listening. Till then, thanks for taking the ride right here, right here on, on the, the Outdoor, outdoor Drive. drive. <laughs> nice. <laughs>